Welcome to Crime and Wine. I'm Pamela Fagan Hutchins, your host, and this is the show where I talk with other crime fiction writers about the stories of thrills and suspense that will leave you mystified, sometimes horrified, and always wanting more. Please join me in welcoming today's special guest. Hi, you guys. This is Pamela. If you're a regular of the show, you know it's been a while, but I am delighted to be back, and I'm delighted to welcome my first guest back, um, million-plus seller Angie Marsons. Angie, hello. So good to have you here. Hi, Pamela. Lovely to be here. Looking forward to having a lovely chat about all things crime. Uh, that's the best kind, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> fictionally, of course, fictionally oh, speaking. <laughs> absolutely. You and I would never, you know, actually. Only for research purposes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> don't, don't look at our browser history. So um, I, I wonder... Um, where in the world you are compared to where I am because you guys when Angie and I tried to get going this morning we had a little trouble that was um, not her fault and that's my ability to convert time zones so where are you? I'm in the black country in the UK which um, luckily as you know I would get very confused we only have one time zone within our within the UK um so we don't have to worry about things like this as much if we're communicating in the UK so yeah I'm kind of like central central England really okay that's that's cool I have only been to England one time I, I'm hoping to come back and um, don't be scared if I show up on your front doorstep <laughs> with my bottle of wine saying let's do this again <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm all the way over in uh, North Central in the U.S., which is the Rocky Mountains, Wyoming. Uh, and um, so it gets it does get confusing here in the States. Now, we're not here just to talk about where in the world are Angie and Pamela. We're here to talk about her latest um, D.I. Kim Stone um crime thriller. Thriller is the word I would use for her books. And so if you could just kind of first tell us just a tiny bit about that book that's coming out or came out today. You guys are literally seeing the premiere on the day of the release. So a little bit about the the, the book. Yeah, this one is book uh, 17 in the series. Uh, it's called Hidden Scars. And as usual, Kim Stone is up to uh, her old tricks of being naughty and uh, catching criminals, not always conventionally. Um, doesn't always follow the rules. And this one um, centres really on uh, conversion therapy and sexuality and identity. So, yeah, nice light subject to tackle there, but that's at the core of the book and then the crimes are built around that particular subject. It isn't a light topic and yet nothing related to, well, not nothing, but very rarely if somebody is, is driven to murder is the topic light. I found it really, really fascinating. So that was, was that what drove the book for you was um, wanting to talk about conversion therapy? Absolutely. Um, because that's what's at the core of most of uh, my books is a subject that I'm either intrigued by or that I want to explore further. Um, and conversion therapy was definitely one. Um, it's been there in the back of my mind for some time, but it's it's often how you build these subjects 
into a crime story. Sometimes you have to wait for the story to come. Um, but yeah, it's a subject that, you know, I'd always wanted to explore. Um, uh, as I say, I've, because I find it interesting, I hope that the readers will find it interesting as well. And that tends to be the criteria for how I decide what subjects I am going to base the crime stories on. So definitely, yes, I wanted to find out more about subject myself. I found it really, really interesting, actually. It's a disturbing, very disturbing subject. Again, you know, like most crime thrillers, the basis behind murders are disturbing. But this one was particularly disturbing, disturbing in light of humanity and, and, and you know, the, the way people treat people. So hats off to you because you really shined a light in all the dark corners at the same time as you had this fast-paced, you know, thriller with Kim... Um, recovering from the injuries from her last misadventure and with, you know, all of the difficulties of returning to work. And I was, I was glued to my seat. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a tough one to follow six graves because of, you know, <laughs> in, in, in that one and, you know, um, what, what she had to deal with in that one. It was, it was a tricky one, but, um, you know, no two, I, no two books are the same. So it was interesting to follow a journey out of that trauma and put her back to work and with the team and, you know, for a feeling a little bit out of it and not part of things because of having been away. So I, I do try in each book to e explore a different um, aspect. And in, in this one with Kim, it was somebody else having filled her position for, you know, a couple of months and how was she going to deal with that and not having been around the team. And yeah, so that, that it's all, it's always interesting to explore the personal side of Kim as well as the storyline. So even I never know what she's going to get up to most of the time. <laughs> she's really a curmudgeon, you know, she's really um, prickly. <laughs> I love that about her. It, um, but that's why I didn't I didn't actually let her out of my head for so long because this voice was in my head. And I thought, oh my goodness, I can't I can't write about her. She's completely unlikable. If I don't <laughs> like her, readers are never going to like her. Um <laughs> So, you know, it took a, a long time to actually get her down on the page. And then it was as I started to write about her that she kind of took control. And I started to see the other side of a character, you know, the passion, the um, determination, the tenacity, um, fighting for the underdog and, you know, justice and everything like that. So it wasn't until I came to write Silent Scream that I actually found all aspects of her personality so uh, she started to grow on me a little bit after that well you know when you start to see it from her perspective you know the girl the woman's got her reasons she's got her reasons <laughs> we just the light on I didn't realize it was going to go dark here so I've just popped the light on <laughs> it's that time zone thing again it's you know it's nine o'clock in the morning um you know and what time would it be uh where you are you know and it's just completely different uh yeah use on the world. So when you first were envisioning Kim, were was she someone like you, someone like someone you knew? Um, or was she just this creature that appeared in your head and begged to be written? Yeah, she she really was just this creature that, that appeared in my head because I wanted to explore the personality of somebody that 
was quite cold and brusque, but not not because they were sociopathic or anything like that. Plain, mainly because they were um, what you know, as some of their past, um, a result right. of their childhood and suffering, and that's the reason why they were cold and detached, and you know, quite as, as I think it's fair to say, quite rude, uh, which she is. Um, so, <laughs> She, she, you know, she was, she was there, um, but I didn't realise, you know, that people would like her. I, I thought, well, probably nobody will like her, but I've got to write this book anyway. And it was my first attempt at crime book, um, and so I thought, right, she'll be perfect for that. Um, and I, I fully expected to get to about forty thousand words and hit a wall. And you know, have to say I can't write crime, but it was at that stage in writing Silent Scream that she kind of took control of the pencil. And before I knew it, I was at ninety thousand words, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, it's a book!" Um, <laughs> so, and and then from then on, it was just you know, I knew her character, I knew what she would and wouldn't do. Um, and so the storylines just started to come, things that, you know, I wanted her to investigate, positions that, you know, um, I wanted to put her in circumstances that I wanted her to face just to challenge her. And the books grew from there, really. I bet your readers love hearing that whole, I looked down and realized I've got a book. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can relate to that feeling. And I, and I love that she took over and that she showed you the way. Isn't that true to her personality um, anyway? She wasn't going to let you run the show. <laughs> it, it, it's so true. And it, it's because there was a certain scene in Silent Scream where in my head and in my plan, as much as I plan, um, she was going to look through the fencing of this building. And once I started writing the scene, it just she wouldn't be content with just looking through the fence uh, at the building. She'd be over that fence. And that was when I felt a real personality just take hold. And I started yeah. then to know exactly what she would and wouldn't do in any given situation. So, yeah, that was when she really came to life. And I thought, oh, I've got to change it now because she's jumping over the fence. And, you know, <laughs> and that's what I think in some ways I just follow what, you know, she wants me to write now. That's how it feels sometimes. <laughs> do you, okay, so do you dream as her ever or do you find yourself in situations during a day and she's kind of embodying you and how you look at the world or does she stay, stay totally separate? She does stay totally separate. But when I start writing a new book, I kind of find myself thinking, okay, what's the team being up to while I've been away? And that's how it feels, which I know a lot of readers have said that that's how they feel. And it's just how I feel. It's like I'm meeting up with old friends again um, and that they don't really need – I'm just recording their story. I'm not, you know, I'm not behind it. They're doing what they're doing and I'm just standing there taking notes, ready to write a book. So – you know, that's how it feels for me is that I'm just a sort of, oh, what have they been doing while I've been away for a couple of months, you know? So they're ready. <laughs> I think that another thing that makes her, to me, more likable than she might otherwise be, and as I said, I love her, but that she has somebody that really gets her, you know, that her best friend on the force is a very likable guy and he really gets her. Um, now, if you had to pick the person on her team that you'd go out and have drinks after work with, who would it be? 
that she would go out and have drinks with. Well, or that you would. Who would in real life be the one that you could go have a drink with? Probably Stacey. Probably Stacey because she still intrigues me. We've still got a lot to see from Stacey. Um, So, yeah. I'd probably I'd probably buy Stacey a drink, I think, and see what she's got to say, how she really feels about everything. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. And I think Kim would probably turn us down if we asked her. Yeah. <laughs> She'd go somewhere else. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so did did in, do any of your characters ever misbehave? Notwithstanding Silent Scream, where it sounded like Kim misbehaved terribly and took you on a different journey than you envisioned. But you ever think, here, here's what I'm writing and going along and someone just throws a monkey wrench in it for you? Definitely. I mean, most of the time that that is Kim because I'll have an idea of, of where I'm going. And then because I don't plan, I'm a complete and utter uh, pantsat. So oh, good. <laughs> um, if kind of everybody can throw a... a, a, a spanner in the works to be fair because I don't plan I'll be going along nothing oh no that person needs to do this now or oh I need to put that person over there or this person oh they need to do that so everybody has the opportunity to throw me off um because I, I write loosely um it's not really a plan I have I kind of know how I want to start I know roughly how I want to end and the middle bit's just a blur and how <laughs> <laughs> I get through it, uh, but it's kind of, it's never clear to me after. You know, when you've lost some time somewhere, um, that's the middle for me. I get I get through it, but I'm not sure how. And so sort of like 17, 18 books in now, it's, it's, it's all right. It's working, but I'm still not sure how it works. <laughs> do you, when you start a book, do you have a feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm just not sure if this time it's going to work? Or do you feel like Kim's got me? Every time, because every, and it's the same with every every publication, um, there's always the nerves, there's always the fear, because every book is a different journey, and just because readers enjoyed the last one doesn't mean they're going to enjoy this one, so I find writing the books and the publication of the books to be, it's like the first time all over again, you just don't know, you know, if you're going to get to 30,000 words, which does does happen um <clears throat> i'm very lucky that i've got a julie um as i call her my partner and she's my partner in crime and she's so used to me at thirty thousand words running in with notebooks saying i've hit a wall i've hit a wall i don't know where this <laughs> i forgot why i wanted to write this book in the first place talk me off the ledge talk me off the ledge and i'm very lucky 10 15 minutes later i'm back at my desk and, and ready to go so julie will always remind me of why i wanted to write the book in the first place and what exactly i wanted to explore and what i wanted to you know share with readers so that will get me back into the writing room um, and back on track normally so yeah, that's I, always a soggy middle that I'm talking about. <laughs> I love, I love that. I, I, I really feel that those of us that do have a, a partner that gets the writing fears, that encourages you, that gets invested in your story, I it is we're so incredibly lucky. And uh, thank you, Julie, for saving us, Kim, over and over. <laughs> <laughs> now we're. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree there. 
definitely. Uh, whenever I post anything about Julie, I've all the writers from Booker Chill saying, send her over. I need a Julie. I want a renter. I want her on loan. You know, can I steal her for a few weeks? And I'm like, no, she's staying <laughs> <laughs> I need her. <laughs> so now um, you also have, are your, are your pets good writing partners for you? Do they, um, uh, are they emotional support dogs for getting through a Kim Stone novel or did they just go off and do their thing? Um, a bit of both. If the, if the door's out into the back garden, they completely don't care what I'm doing. Um, but oftentimes in, in the morning, they are good writing buddies. They'll both be lying um, just on the on the rug in front of my desk and they're, they're just nice and peaceful. And, you know, if, if I need a smile, I'll just give them a, a, a fuss and a munch and, you know, they're, they're dogs. So they can't not cheer you up, can you, away for your feeling or keep you positive. So, you know, right. they're... Yeah, they're, 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 they're great fun and great company. And when you've got, when you write something that's really gritty and dark, sometimes you just need a golden retriever hug, you know? Just, <laughs> just I couldn't have put that any better myself. I'll get in between <laughs> and I'll be a golden retriever sandwich. So, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> okay, we're going to do the speed round before we wrap things up, um, where I pick 10 questions to quiz Julie, I mean, to quiz Julie, to quiz Angie. We can bring Julie in if you want. We can quiz her too. Quiz Angie on mercilessly. Um, silliest thing you keep in your office. Sorry, the silliest thing you keep in your office is minions, minion Minions. toys. Minion toys. Oh, that's a good one. Um, you already answered plotter or pantser. So let's go with um, sushi or pizza. Pizza. Uh, dog or cat? Dog. <laughs> people are pretty sure on the answer to this one. Um, I'm always nervous of people that, that can't choose. It's like, no, 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 that's a split personality. Um, writing, writing outfit. What do you wear? Tracksuit bottoms and loose t-shirt. Comfort. Comfort is everything. <laughs> Good job. Good job, Angie. Um, favorite place traveled to or lived in? Wales, not very far away from us, but I absolutely love Wales. Uh, that's a place I have to visit. Um, your theme song or your protagonist's theme song? My way. It would have to be with Kim Stone. It would have to be, I'm going to do it my way. So there's no other song for her. That's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Have you ever broken a bone in your Never. own body? Never. <laughs> Okay. Look right, never. <laughs> if you could be something other than a writer for one day, what would it be? Probably a teacher. I would, ah. I would, I would, at one point, I would have loved to have taught English, obviously. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and let's do last one here. You win the lottery. First five things you spend your money on. Dog toys, dog bed, dog treats. <laughs> That'll be the first thing. <laughs> Might change the car and probably crisps. I'm an absolute crisp person. So that would be crisps. <laughs> I did not see those answers coming. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, you guys, the book is Hidden Scars. It's number 17 in the D.I. Kim Stone series for a million plus seller, Angie. 
Angela Marsons, which by the way, I said wrong the first, you know, 15 <laughs> times I said it to Angie this morning. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. You're very welcome. It's been really good, really good fun. I look forward to the next one. And as we bid Angie adieu, just, you know, those few bits of things we have to talk about. One is, is that this has been a solely owned and copyrighted production of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. You've been with me, Pamela Fagan Hutchins, on Crime and Wine. And you can find past shows or look for upcoming shows because it never hurts to try to read the book ahead of time if you can at my website. PamelaFaganHutchins.com, where you can also pick up my new releases, Bighorn, the first in the Jen Harrington series, and Sitting Duck. Thanks for being with us, guys. I really appreciate you helping me knock the dust off with you. Thanks for joining us today on Crime and Wine, chats with crime fiction authors and Pamela Fagan Hutchins. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will check back in with us next time for more thrills, suspense, and stories that will mystify, sometimes horrify, and always leave you wanting more.